Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. This is RS2, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Hello there, I'm John Hindoff and this is another special programme from RSL, Radio Show Limited, uh, as we are checking in with our friends from VP Racing Fuels and delighted to welcome along Andy Deal, who's the Division Manager for Consumer Products. Andy, you and I have talked before about a variety of the other things that VP do other than Racing Fuels. Today, I'd like to explore something that most people will have heard of. I suspect few people would know what it does, how it does it, and why they need it. And I'm talking about fuel additives. Let's do the history first. Fuel additives. Been around for a long time. People, I think, will probably think of them as octane boosters and things like that, but they've come a very long way since then. There's just so many new things we have to treat in the world of fuels these days, just with fuel hygiene not being the way that it used to be, you know, not being quite the fuels that we once knew them, bio components being added, um, different summer and winter blends, and uh, obviously different oxygen that's being used at the pump now for renewable energy credits or whatever it might be. It just causes a lot of interesting reactions uh, in different types of automobiles. And you, you've got to recognize you have everything from your 20, 30-year-old vehicles out on the road to your newest high-technology direct injection, high-compression turbocharged motors out there. So you know, it's very interesting to, v, to VP to the company to dive into this. And I definitely say we've got a lot of our learnings out of the development of race fuels and what cleaning additives specifically are effective. Obviously, we have high octane fuels and you can only do so much in the additive world as far as boosting octane. And, and the great thing is the company has one of the ultimate octane boosters out there. But I think today, you know, we're kind of diving into cleanliness and fuel hygiene a little bit more and what VP has to offer there. I like this phrase that you're using, fuel hygiene, because as far as I'm concerned, I drive to, as we would call it, the petrol station, as you would say, the gas station. I pick the octane level and I fill it up. And I don't really think about hygiene other than if I'm filling up a diesel car. The hygiene I'm thinking there is about the deposits on my hands, not the deposits necessarily that's going into the vehicle. What do you mean specifically by fuel hygiene? Well, I mean, we got to think about it just as what you're worried about getting on your hands. And although gasoline seems cleaner, gasoline has its own set of issues. Uh, You know, the blends out there that are oxygenated with ethanol, um, they have issues with water falling out. Uh, What happens is ethanol is hydroscopic. It'll try to grab outside moisture from the air. And uh, um, if it's in a vented system, which obviously a lot of fuel systems are vented, Basically, it'll try to grab those water molecules, introduce those to the mixture, and then obviously water is going to weigh more than the fuel, and it's going to fall out, and you're going to have a, a moisture level there. Uh, the other thing is it's corrosive. So now you have an issue with lubricity. You have an issue with certain components uh, being oxidized over time. And then lastly, you got to think about where does the petrol come from? It comes from a refinery. How many barrels are they producing? 
it's very much a bulk business. So they're going to blend pump gasoline to the, you know, lowest tolerance they have to, to meet regulations. You know, in the, in the States, it gets really tricky because we're talking EPA's got their hand in it. California Air Resources Board has their hand in it. With that, there's a lot of inconsistencies and you're not always pumping what you might think is the cleanest product into your tank. So especially with the higher demands and needs of some of these modern engines, you get a lot of carbon deposits. You have to find a way to clean that up. Just as you have to change your oil, you have to clean your fuel system every so often. And I think that's really what made us interested in getting in this market and also recognizing there is a huge need for something that is an effective detergent in the tank of you know your average passenger car. So that's why I need it. Brian Borsey joins us from the technical research and development side of VP Racing Fuels. This sounds like a very clever substance. This is a tank to tailpipe cleaning. What we're doing here is using low molecular weight esters and proprietary cleaning system that actually is miscible in the ethanol and the gasoline. Most detergents are not miscible in the ethanol portion because of the water that's attached to it. So this is a, a complete spectrum, full spectrum, full temperature cleaning. It starts cleaning from the tank. If you have any residual water, it'll grab that and it'll actually clean all the way through uh, the, the fuel pump and through the injectors and it'll actually clean the injector, injectors. It'll end up giving you a top uh, upper cylinder lubrication. What happens is it cleans from the tank all the way to the tailpipe. And when you do that, the engine runs like brand new. With that, you get secondary benefits. If you get the engine back to clean, it uh, runs better. You get more horsepower. Modern engines may use oil also. Mm. They don't call it burn. They say use. Some of these modern uh, European engines use a lot of oil, like a quart every thousand miles. And what we'll, this will do is we'll keep those rings clean. What, what happens is as uh, your engine gets older, the oil grabs some of the water that's in the ethanol and it creates sludge in, in, the, in the rings and in the combustion chamber. So if we keep that clean, you'll use less oil in the future. So, Brian, tell me, how does 7-in-1 grab the water out of your tank or the fuel lines or out of the fuel that's there? And, and then what does it do with it? How does it get rid of it? It's, uh, it's called nano-encapsulation. And what we do is we actually encapsulate the water so it's a burnable substance. I don't want to give too much information away. It's, it's synthetic in nature. And so it's not, we're not using uh, standard petroleum products because modern fuel is a combination of man-made and you know, natural. So uh, what we're doing is we're bridging the gap between the ethanol, the water, and the fuel. And this is a complete way that we're handling the modern fuels. Most fuel additives are made in the 40s, mm. 30s, 40s, and 50s, and they really didn't reformulate for the modern fuel that we're seeing. Uh, at VP, we do a lot of research. We see what's happening at the pumps. So modern fuel is, is, is loaded with water, and we're handling the water, and we're handling the whole sludge issue on a different scale here. The thing for me is it starts straight away. It's not like you've got to use it over a period of time to get the benefit. 
No, it's instant. So, you know, you hear about ethanol problems. In Europe, there's uh, less water content than in America. Our, our standard um, water content for our gas is 1,000 parts per million. Um, in Europe, it's 300 parts per million. So, but what we're seeing at the pump, we're seeing up to 3,000 parts per million water in the fuel. This, this is an unspoken problem that's a continuous uh, issue here in America. Um, and that's why we see more problems with European cars, especially. But are you having to keep your eyes and your test tubes, I suppose, on fuel? Because I've heard the makeup of that changes from, say, summer to winter. Certainly does here in Europe. Uh, in America here, we have uh, 20, 20 uh, unique mixtures of fuel. Every city that's large that are uh, in an EPA non-compliance zone has a little bit different mixture. So this formula works for summer and winter fuels. But that being said, the EPA keeps changing the rules. They keep changing what's happening in the fuel. Our competitors look at their formulas and they say, well, this is our formula. I look at it as it evolves with the EPA, these formulas do. They evolve as we learn more what's going on, I stay ahead of the EPA, so we have no problems. A lot of people have to reformulate completely or they just they just give up on it. So what we do is as the EPA changes um, their rules and regulation, we change the formulas to counteract that ahead of them. Like right now, we believe uh, E15 is going to be uh, become available in America year-round. And that's going to create another whole set of problems. And from that, we will tweak these formulas so we stay ahead of, of the EPA. And we're one of the few companies that, that, that stays ahead of the EPA, not after. So we're, we're always ahead of them on what they do. We watch what they do. We reformulate before they make the change. So we counteract any issues that they, uh, that we can see in the foreseeable future. Does that mean then, Brian, that you've got to be testing pump gas? We actually go around and get samples because the samples get tainted uh, from the transportation and then the the tanks in the ground is another issue if we get it from the source i mean it might not be tainted we might not see the water content we might not see the aging we might not see uh whatever the the problem might be so we want to see it from the where, where the people get the gas and where people fuel i want the fuel they're using that's how you test and that's real world testing that's magnificent stuff brian well thank you very much for having me i really appreciate it Andy stayed with us through that, Andy Dale. It seems so obvious when you guys describe it, and even with the technical side of things that Brian was was talking about, I suppose the the question to you is, how do I get it, and how easy is it to use 7-in-1 fuel treatment from VP? My department, my team has been working hard to make sure this is available in a uh, retail environment. So here in the United States, uh, most of our major auto parts uh, players are involved here. Uh, We do have product placed at AutoZone, O'Reilly's, Advanced Auto Parts, Pet Boys. In the UK, we have Old Hall Performance. They're an awesome distributor of ours. We've really revamped our own website as well to improve the user experience there. We can now ship individual products when we used to have to sell them by the case. 
and uh, it's a much more friendly experience. And we have a exciting year in 2021 of uh, different products being discounted throughout the year for limited periods of time. So the easiest is check it out on vpracingfuels.com. But we have a great retail network, a great dealer network that has these products and many more. So that's what's exciting is most of our uh, partners bring on a full portfolio of VP items. So, you know, you might walk into an auto parts store and they only have the fuel system cleaner. You walk into a VP dealer that's been doing it for a while. They have octane boosters. They have our coolants. They have our motor oils. Um, so I definitely go check out our dealer locator. And uh, if there's ever a question, we're, we're reachable and we do post our cell phones on the website. So we're pretty easy to get a hold of. Congratulations on all the hard work that you've been doing. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to come tell people about these exciting products we have. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.